All right, folks, we here. Super Duty Tough Work. Blueprint. Illogic. What up? The most infamous podcast on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. They know who we are. They know how they we know. do. They know, man. How could they not know by now? It's a few that don't. Yeah. They gon' know. They gon' know. Uh, we, not, we not fixing to be out here re- repeating ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, I ain't fixing to be doing all that. But we here, man. And, uh, you know, we want to thank everybody, first of all, some housekeeping. You know, it is the beginning of June. That means that our uh, 60 days uh, health is wealth challenge is, is going to be coming due near the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all got a solid two, two more weeks. You yeah. know, hit them treadmills, hit them weights. You know what I'm saying? Do them crunches. Report down your progress. Let us know how y'all doing. And uh, next week, you know, we're going to give out the number next week. So y'all have a solid two weeks to just call in and let us know how it's going, you yeah. know. And, uh, you know, if we get a good five, six calls, that'd be great. But if we get fucking 20, that'd be even better. Who cares? We'll play all of them. But that's the first first housekeeping. The health is wealth challenge is almost due. So if you've been getting right, you know, I know a logic been getting right. Yeah, I've been peeping the, the the Instagram stories of this man at the gym. He's been posting mm-hmm. sneaky with it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he in there, you know, what I mean, he's been, he been putting up numbers, he's been putting numbers on the board, man, or taking numbers off the board. I guess when you yeah. lose weight, you taking them off, <laughs> taking them off, getting that number, new numbers down. And so, uh, you know, that's first of all. Then second, second, I want to thank everybody who purchased the book already. It's just been one week, man. And we had a great first week, you know, of interest and support for a new book, The Social Media Cheat Code. If you at home and you ain't got it and you listening right now. Come on, fam. What you waiting on? What is you doing? What yeah. is you doing? Support the movement. Mm-hmm. You know, we hit you. We, we hit you in the head with the 10 traits of successful hip hop artists. Classic joint. Classics, driving classics over here. Classics, man. And then we came back with back to back. You know what I mean? Uh, with the fucking uh, a social media cheat code. This is about to be another classic. You know what I'm saying? Mixtapes all over the place. Albums all over the place. Books. What? Joints. Joints. Let's go. You know we updated our formulas. These are our these. This are pandemic formulas. Books and whatnot. You know we still got bullet points and and such. Mm-hmm. Now we hitting y'all with books and whatnot, and uh, you know support the movement. You know, and obviously we got the new Super Duty T, uh, Super Duty Tough Work T-shirts with that the most infamous joints, the most infamous. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's about time we had an infamous T-shirt. So mm-hmm. we need y'all to pick that up too on Weightless.net, W-E-I-G-H-T-L-E-S-S.net. You know your boys is deep in the lab, and we got mo shit coming out this year, but uh. You know, we just want to get these housekeeping things in order so y'all can know what it is. And, you know, obviously last week we said we're going to be talking about writing this month Mm -hmm. because we've never really went in on writing. And we got a lot of great feedback on last week's episode, you know, about how to become a better writer. And so we can kind of love hit us. Yeah. What was up with that? Your boys. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Quest Love, you know, you know, but yeah. Hey, man. Quest Love, J Electronica. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, who else was rocking with us that surprised me? Dame Dash reposted our joints. Yeah. So if you at home, it ain't just you. You know what I'm saying? This is a movement, y'all. Mm-hmm. The high, you know what I'm saying? High profile people are, are peeking their head in and see what's these super duty tough work dudes doing over there? They're they cooking up some good food, some marvelous shit. <laughs> chefing and baking and shit you know what i'm saying so uh you know tap in tap in we doing it man you, you a part of something special man and so you know we gonna keep doing it trying to be the dopest because we know ain't nobody else doing this nobody right and so this week we're gonna talk about more writing stuff we talked about how to become a better writer last week this week we're gonna talk about how to become a more productive writer we're gonna talk about some productivity hacks you know how to by productive I mean so when you actually sit down to write you get shit done. Yeah. This ain't you know like this ain't about the quality of your writing. It's about just getting words on the motherfucking paper, man. 
productivity hacks. And so if you at home, you know, strap in, you know, put your, uh, get your, 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 your weighted, your, uh, bulletproof vest on bullet points going to be flying. <laughs> Take cover. Watch out. It's going to be a lot of strays. But, don't, you know, it's good for you. It's good for you. And so, uh, yeah, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. We got you stuck off the realness. The most infamous. You heard of us. Official podcast murderers. The show comes equipped with few points to share. Grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow. So go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode. You're not alone in this world, cousin. So we share information and honest discussion and keep repping the culture like we supposed to. They spread gossip, but they never come close I can hear it inside their tone. They talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Alright folks, we are back, Super Duty Tough Work, the most infamous podcast on planet Earth, Printmatic, Illogic doing a damn thing talking about writing and uh we're gonna talk about productivity this week the number one tip we got and this is something that you know will help you get more writing done is to call yourself a writer so simple it's so rare yeah here's what people do i've been guilty of this when i wrote my first book i just said yo y'all Writing a book. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I put out the book and then I went back to doing whatever I was doing. Right. But what happens is I never called myself a writer at that point. Mm-hmm. When you call yourself a writer, you've now defined yourself as someone whose job it is, is to write. Mm-hmm. Not just someone who by happenstance or some strange opportunity happened to write really good for a short period of time. Right. Or write one thing that's exceptional. When you say, yo, I'm a writer. It changes everything about how you conduct yourself every day. Mm -hmm. And I think you are more inclined to get things done when you call yourself a writer first than when you act as though the title is too big for you or something like that. Yeah, because you got to embrace the fact if that's what you want to be. You know, like if that's what you want to be, then call yourself that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, don't don't shy away from it. Embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why people don't. I mean, think of how how rare it is even for rappers to call themselves writers. Right. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we write more than anybody. Right. Yeah. I've been calling myself a writer since I started writing. Yeah. See, this is why you write so much. Yeah. That's why logic's so prolific because this motherfucker been on it. I didn't learn this shit till about 10 years ago. <laughs> Mad albums. Never call myself a fucking writer, man. Yeah. But when I learned it, then I applied it to other things. Mm-hmm. So like I talked about a show when I was making a, a Kingdom Crown movie. I had a little note that I wrote on my desk right when I got serious. I was like, the note just said, you are a filmmaker until otherwise <laughs> noted. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> because I had to put something that made me think differently. Mm-hmm. And if I define myself differently and thought differently, my productivity would be different. So yeah. if you're at home, you want to become a more productive writer. The first thing you need to do is see yourself as a writer. All right. It means you might have to call yourself a writer. That's mm-hmm. what I do. That's what logic does. That's what we recommend to you. Right. Number one. Number two. Productivity tip is to accept that 
being bad is part of the process. Yeah. If you ain't bad, you don't know what good look like. <laughs> People be scared to be bad. Yeah. They, 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 we, we realize this even more. I experience this more with production than I do with writing. Right. Oh, yeah. Like with production, it's kind of assumed that you're going to make some shitty beats. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. If we were to play y'all the shitty beats we got, y'all might lose respect for us. <laughs> I don't even think you heard many of this. I don't think you heard shitty beats. Nah, nah. I ain't heard your shitty beats. I, I know you don't be trying to play them for me. Nah, you be coming with your A game. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming with the heat. Nah, man. Even if it's questionable, Dog. I don't even... Yeah. Uh-uh. Logic don't play me nothing unless it's coming out. When this beat is... <laughs> He don't so play. True. He hit me with the, the A plus folder at all yeah. times. <laughs> no games. No games at all. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but the truth is, the A plus folder is mad small when you compare it to the other joints, man. Yeah, man. I got hundreds of beats, man, that I've made since I started. Like, yeah. And I think probably. Most people have heard maybe 10%. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like 10, 15%. Dude, dude, it's low. It's low. And for those of you who want to become a, a better writer, it's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. People, sometimes they write because they're not feeling it or they get into an idea and then they stop because maybe the first line isn't great. Maybe the opening paragraph isn't as strong as they would like. Maybe they don't know where they're going to go. And what happens is when you're trying to be productive and you start to assume that it has to be really good from the beginning or that it has to have to be great when you end, you you your productivity suffers because you're thinking, you know what, this is all right. Should I even continue? Yeah. Man, I ain't really getting in my bag yet. I I don't know. It's cool. Or you get to the end and you don't know how you feel about it. Or you get to the end and you might not even like this shit. But everything counts. Right. Every writing you do counts. And being bad is part of the process. You can't get to the good shit without the bad shit. Yeah. With writing, it's, and the thing about writing that's cool is the editing process. You know, like we're going to get to that, but you know, you don't have to, you're not done. You don't have to be done when you're, when your thought is complete. That don't mean you're finished. Thank you. You know, you. you can complete thing. You can have a thought that you don't quite know how to get out yet. You know, you can jot down the ideas, you can formulate a sentence, but you can always go back and adjust that sentence. So it is, you know, what you consider perfect or ready to be released. But, you know, the bad part is you got to get that out, you know, in order to even get there. Yes, yes, yes. So accept the bad as part of the good, man. It's part of the process. You can't skip it. In fact, if you don't go through that bad stuff, you actually may never get good. Right. You know, I know we're in a social media age where people, you know, we want to share and share and share. People have more pressure to share now than ever. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thankful that when we came up, you know, we didn't have social media when we started our music careers. So we didn't have this constant platform to share and be evaluated on every idea in real time. We had songs that maybe we worked on for years. Mm-hmm. I think about your Celestial Clockwork album just my production process on that thing, mm-hmm. we were in no fucking rush. Nah. We Even we had another album in the process of Right. <laughs> right. We were like, oh, you wanna rush this one? Nah, let's just do a whole different record. Yeah. So we'll have time to finish this record because we know what we want to do with this record. We want we have an idea. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But we weren't had we have been sharing that in public worried about it being seen as bad or unfinished or putting pressure on ourselves, we might not have been that patient. We, we were okay to take ideas and refine them over time. And it's okay. It doesn't have to start out being incredible. You just keep pushing. So that's number two. Number three productivity tip, y'all, is to play the percentages. By that, I mean, like, it's like, you know, dudes, the more you do something, the more likely you're going to hit something. Something is going to stick. A couple days ago, I was playing you a feature I did on another somebody's record. I was like, yo, how did I get in this bag? Mm -hmm. I was in my bag. I can't write like this every day. This verse is so crazy. I want everybody here right now. (laughs) Right, right. 
not even for my record. You know what I mean? But I'm proud of it. But here's the thing. You and I write dozens and dozens of features. Mm -hmm. We put our best into everything. But because we go hard every time, we're going to have those classic joints that pop off. Yeah. You know, people be like, yo, what bag were you in when you wrote fucking uh, A Thousand Whispers Logic? Same bag you was in when you wrote the whole album. Right. That right, shit right. just stuck a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It just happened to stick. It just happened to stick. It hit a little different. Mm-hmm. But you but you was doing the same shit. Your process didn't change. You were just playing the percentages. I'm going to keep writing. You would come to my house with dozens of you, notebooks. Yeah, yeah. Three, four notebooks this man had. Some shit we would use, some we didn't. Yeah. He would sit down and just, hey, what you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about, oh, yeah, okay. I see where you're going with that. Let me see if I can chef up, cook up some music to accompany that. He plays the percentage. He has so many dope rhymes written that one of them is going to become something special. Right, right. That's all you fucking need. That's all you need. You don't sit around trying to make one thing, and if it's not great, you give up. Mm-hmm. No. You make a gang of shit and then something's going to stick. Yeah. There's a reason that people are, it's just like basketball. Like there's a reason people are gym rats. You know what I'm saying? You go there, you practice, you put the work in, you put the work in and eventually you'll get good enough to where your shooting percentage goes up. Yes. Because you keep shooting. The more you shoot, the more your percentage goes up. It's the same with writing. It's the same with making beats. This is why people are studio rats. You you even hear about certain artists, like major artists, that are always in the studio because they're playing the percentages. They're making songs every day. One of these songs is going to be a hit. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? One of these joints is is my platinum joint. You know what I'm saying? Like one of these joints is going to hit. And that's just the way you got to do. That's the way you got to do it writing. That's why we say writers write. The more Mm -hmm. you write, the more you you have the opportunity to get in that bag to where things are flowing perfectly. Absolutely. Like early in our careers, we were really, really active. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, remember, we had this one show on the on the uh, weight room tour where the, the sound and audio went down and you and I did the whole show acapella. It was me yeah. and Prism. Uh, yeah. and we and we and we it was not it wasn't that we did our set acapella. We just started doing verses. Yeah. Yeah. Songs that we had never been released. Me at this point, me and this man has so much shit in our bag yeah. that we could perform an hour long set. Of verses that no one had fucking heard. Yeah, with no music. No music. And slay it. It was a mm. one-of-a-kind show, but we played the percentages. Some of that material came out. Some of it didn't. We just kept going. Like, when I was doing, we did, back then, we were doing Orphanage records. We did Iska Bibbles records. We did fucking Greenhouse records. We did uh, a Logic records. We did shit with Adam's Family. We were doing, you were doing shit with Anacon. We were doing shit with every fucking body. Right. All of it didn't come out. All right. All of it didn't stick. <laughs> Some of it did. Yeah. The shit that stuck got us here though. Right. And so if you're at home, the reason we say this is like sometimes you won't be productive with your writing because you think that like everything got to hit. Everything got to be the best or it's not even worth sitting down to do it or finishing an idea and that's not true. Stay working, stay writing. You want to become a better writer? Keep writing. Play the percentages. Maybe it's a blog. Maybe it's a book. Maybe it's a fucking rhyme. Maybe it's an album that you never thought was going to get nowhere. And that shit catches on like wildfire and changes your life. You only need one motherfucking break to change your life. One thing break your way, change everything. So play the percentages. That's number three. Number four. Productivity hack so y'all can get more productive is to understand that the routine is more difficult than the writing. You got to say that again. (laughs) The routine is more difficult than the writing. A lot of people don't separate those two things. Mm. They think they can't write because they don't have no routine. What what I'm trying to say is that it's harder to train yourself to sit down 
regularly than it is to come up with dope shit once you sit down. Yeah. Yeah. I got to make that decision to sit down first yeah. before my <laughs> mind even gets comfortable enough. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To to be there in the writing capacity. Like if I don't if I don't consciously make that decision to sit down. Yeah. And you know, and and as we said with the previous one, playing the percentages, if you schedule time and you schedule a routine, then in that routine, that's when the percentages lean more in your favor because you get into a routine. Come but on. getting into the routine and the discipline to keep that routine is so hard. Yes. That's hard. Like being a writer is 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 a lot more of an exercise in establishing that routine than it is in actually putting words on paper. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people who are early in their journey don't they don't get is that they're good writers. They just have low discipline or bad routines. Yeah. But instead of looking at okay, what's my writing routine? What's my discipline? What's my what, what am I doing to make to put myself in a position instead of evaluating that side of it? Oh man, I got writer's block. Oh man, I couldn't come up with nothing. I can never be productive as I want. And I've been working on this book for years. You haven't actually been working on it. Every time you sit down, you write some dope shit. You just don't sit down. Mm-hmm. It's a difference. If you're a talented writer, your your biggest obstacle, your biggest challenge should be to establish a routine because that's way harder than putting words on paper. Yeah. Like you said, once we decide, I'm write that rhyme tonight. The rhyme is written. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm write that chapter. Chapter's written. Writing that book this month. Book is written. Mm-hmm. But it's getting our lives to the point to where we can block off that time. That's the hard part, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's is that number four. Yeah, it's number four, man. Okay, uh, we'll take a break. And we'll be right back. I've been talking about it a while, but it's finally here. My new book, The Social Media Cheat Code. If you're an artist, creative, or entrepreneur, this book is for you. I've been a full-time artist for almost 20 years, and a majority of that time has been spent online building my following. I've learned a lot of lessons, and all of those lessons are in this book. What days and times are best to post? What elements make a post work? or fail, how to organically get more engagement, how to use current events to grow your following, how to automate your posts, how to repurpose your content, how to sell more products, and much, much more. No complicated jargon, no fluff, just common sense techniques that you can use and apply immediately. If you're tired of guessing and ready to step up your social media game, head on over to waitlist.net right now and order your signed copy today. Peace. All right, folks. Super Duty, Tough Wizard, we back in the house, in the building, in the cut, what have you. Talking about writing productivity this week. How to be a more productive writer. That means when you sit down, you get shit done. This ain't about your fucking talent. We don't care about your talent. <laughs> we assume you're talented. <laughs> But you still ain't got your shit done yet. Or you want to do it more effectively. So now we're going to talk about number five productivity tip for becoming a better writer is to separate writing and editing. Yes. This might be the most important one on this list. Very much so. It's a it plagues every fucking writer. Mm -hmm. You start writing. You get a nice sentence down. You get to the second sentence, you start comparing the second sentence to the first sentence. You write the third sentence. Now the third sentence gotta be more fire than the first and the second. And you, <laughs> now you're expecting your word choice. Is your grammar right? Oh man, should I use the Oxford right there or just hit him with a straight comma? What? Ah, should I continue that? Should that stand on its own? Yeah, that's just, a, I mean, it's a short sentence, but the first two flow so well. Should I just keep the theme alone? This is the shit that be in your mind. Mm-hmm. You be editing as you're fucking writing it don't work man nah you'll miss it and you'll miss out on ideas yes ideas will be fleeting because you're so concentrated on what you've already done that you don't get into a flow yeah the flow that's that's mad important what you just touched on right there writing is about flow yeah editing is not right editing is the opposite of flow editing is is staccato 
Yeah, it's very <laughs> choppy. It's very staccato. Yeah, yeah. fucking uh, writing is very legato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, smooth, flowing. You you want to be very free. You want to be just getting it on fucking paper, man, and knowing that you got it on paper. Because if you don't separate the two, you will actually be the biggest, you know, hindrance to your own progress. Right. You know, we talk about, you know, not trying to be perfect on here a lot. It's a reoccurring theme. But in writing, it's so very easy to think that you have to edit while you go. And that's not important. What's important is capturing the vibe, the story, the energy mm -hmm. of whatever it is that was on your mind that inspired you to sit down in the first place as fast as possible. Yes. Before it leaves you. Mm -hmm. And if you keep editing and tinkering while you're trying to write at the same time, it's going to leave you. You're going to hate it before you even got it on paper. And uh, we've all been guilty of that. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. And so our advice is to separate writing and editing so you can be more productive when you sit down. And I say even make them separate days. Yeah. Don't even go back to it. No. Go back. Like I usually don't do my editing until I'm about to record. When I'm writing a verse, yeah. like I get the verse down. And then as I'm recording, it's like, okay, I can take that word out there. I can, you know yes. what I'm saying? Like I can, yes. this will flow better if I did this. You know what I mean? Like stuff yeah. like that. But I don't do that until really to the recording process. And especially when I'm working on an album. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last thing I do. Like that's before mastering. Like I'll go back even to get the verses down. And mm -hmm. hear how everything sounds together. Then I'll go back and maybe, oh, maybe I should re-record that verse, you know, or that song, yeah. so it'll fit more in the inner. You know what I'm saying? Like, but usually that's the last, very last thing. Yeah, very last thing. Same thing here. Same thing here. Like, and I've learned that in making and writing books, because you know, one of the things that I realized early on is like, if I don't uh, separate writing and editing. Writing takes so much longer. I start overanalyzing everything that I'm doing in the moment and I don't get as much done. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always have like a, a goal that ain't got nothing to do with how the quality of my writing. My writing goals for any day have to do with writing for amount of time, you know what I'm saying? Or, or writing for uh, a specific word, count. whatever my goals are, they have nothing to do with quality. Because mm -hmm. if I start fucking with the quality when I'm writing, I'll start fucking with the editing. Yeah. And you'll start hating it. Start hating it, man. So, yeah, I don't edit my books until the very end. Like if I say I got a draft of a book, that means that I straight up just emptied my mind on this entire topic and put a gang of words on paper, like 2,500, 1,500 words on paper uh, for, for a chapter. And I just stepped the fuck off. And just I ain't even read the shit until I write the next chapter and the next chapter and I get deep in it. Then I might go back and look and say, OK, I got some here, but I'm not going to be editing that until it's time to edit everything mm -hmm. because uh, I don't want to uh, sacrifice the time. And so that's our advice to you, man. Separate the two and then you'll be way more productive. That's number five. Number six. This is what I like to call right before the chaos or after the chaos. This means that for me, I found that most people who write, uh, especially those who have jobs and shit going on, they tend to either write really early in the morning or really late at night. Mm -hmm. And the reason they do that is because once you wake up and you start handling the business of the day, it becomes very hard to get back into that peaceful flow state when you right you know what i mean and then the whole day you be fighting and try to clear your mind and worry about i gotta do this i gotta be here i gotta get this done i gotta do this on that person's time it's hard to write like that mm -hmm. so if you miss that very early window in the morning before the chaos starts then you have, probably have to do it at the end of the day when the chaos ends yep you know when the kids go to bed right people leave you to fuck alone <laughs> Right. I was get quiet. That's when people tend to get productive too, you know. And so 
I think some people struggle with being productive because they try to write in between those two stages and get frustrated because it don't happen for them. Yeah, and it's not going to happen, especially if you have kids, you have a job, you have whatever. Like, you know, when I was working on autopilot, when I was first getting into production, I set a time in the evening, 7 to 10 every night, because that was kind of when the kids, you know, everybody died down after dinner. Everybody, you know, go to their rooms, you know, kind of wind down, chill out. You know, Taya's in her, you know, space. Then I could, the house was quiet. You know what I'm saying? What nobody running in and out of the house. Nobody had nowhere to be. (laughs) You know, I didn't have anything extra to do. I was able to have that alone time and be able to clear my mind and work on whatever I was working on. Yeah. Yeah. So what we recommend to everybody listening out there, man, if you you want to become a more productive writer, take a look at when you're trying to write and ask yourself, like, what's going on then in terms of like, where is your mind at? Are you even in the space mentally where your mind is clear enough to organize your thoughts? It's hard for me during the day. Like I'm I'm that way now, which is funny. If I write like if I'm working on a book, I tend to write first thing in the day. You know what I mean? Even though I don't have no kids, I still wake up because I'm like, once I, and, and my best writing is done when I put the laptop next to the bed. Mm-hmm. I wake up and I just go because once I get out of that bed and I look at my to do list, <laughs> emails start coming in, calls and texts. It just ain't the same. It don't hit the same. I can't get the same shit out of myself. Mm-hmm. But there's something real peaceful about the morning, man. I be killing it. Like if I wake up at fucking eight and I just sit in the bed and write, there'd be some of my best shit because I ain't thinking about nothing else yet. And once that other stuff gets on my mind, I can't just put it down like that. You know, we have responsibilities. Uh, so my advice to everybody out there, you know, try to find a time for you that works for you. That's before the chaos starts or after the chaos is dead and stop trying to be productive in the middle of it because that's not going to work. That's number six. Okay. Number seven. Productivity tip. For all you writers out there. To set a goal that works for you. Not nobody else's goal. Yeah, I, I be touch, realistic. Be real, man. You know what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Don't be looking at what a logic write and be like, I got to write like this fool write every day. He wrote an album in a week. <laughs> I already did got lyrics in the weekend. No, it's not for you, G. You do, you do what you do. Right. You know, it's cool to have uh, goals and to look up to other people's productivity is, is inspiration, right? That, that's just dope. But you have to be careful about setting goals that don't work for you. You know, some people can sit down and write. Like I've written two books in a year, but I don't necessarily recommend everybody write like I write. Right. I have to put a lot of shit down to be able to do that and get in those mode. And we had a unique circumstances last year, but I don't know if it's going to ever happen again. <laughs> right. I don't know if we ever going to have this, that kind of year ain't going to be to me 2020s. You know what I mean? <laughs> you literally don't have nothing else to do. Yeah. You got time out that out the yin yang. Yeah. It's like, well, I got to do something. This is the perfect time, you know? Um, so that's, that's for me. Everybody's, has something different and a different set of strengths. So, but what, what works for me and, and is the kind of goals I set when I write is like I mentioned in the last one, my goals are not about quality. Like my goals are about time. I use time sometimes, you know, I, I mentioned that I have like a, a timer that I set like a little cheap cooking timer. And whenever I'm trying to write or get words out, I'll just sit that for uh, 60 minutes. Boom. And then I'll just go. When that thing goes off, if I make it 60 minutes, don't mean I got to be clicking the whole time. The keys is not clicking the whole time, but I'm sitting there writing the whole time. I'm sitting there thinking, trying to find my angles, trying to, you know, get it on paper the whole time. And so that's one. I use time sometimes. Some people use word count. Some people say, hey, man, I want to get, you know, 500 words written a day. That's cool, too, if that works for you, because sometimes it might take you fucking six hours to write 800 words or whatever. Right. You will sit down and write 50 words and you got some shit to do and you got to hop back in and write another quick hundred. Whatever works. One paragraph at a time. I don't whatever works for you. Some people look at pages. Okay, I got to write two pages every day. I got to write a page every day. Mm-hmm. You know, for us maybe it's bars. Oh yeah, let me make sure 
I got this album. I got to write at least eight bars a day. That gives me like, you know, I know I'll get a couple 16s done every week, one song a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me make three beats a day, two to three beats a day. That means, you know, two of them going to suck, one going to suck, one going to be average, one going to be great. Right. You know, no. good. We know, you know, we hope, we hope it might be, well, you might be open three, one of them days, you know, right. you might be three for three, one of them days, you know, yeah. but the goal, the, the, the point is to have goals that work for you mm-hmm. um, because trying to judge your writing by someone else's goals is going to kind of discourage you from sitting down in the first place sometimes. You know? Yeah. Especially if, if the people that you're comparing yourself to been doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't compare you you can't compare yourself to Shakespeare. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You're yeah. Not, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not you're not that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like not yet anyway. No. You know, you gotta put the work in and do it, you know, do everything they, that yeah. you can to get there. Yeah, I remember I told him Swag guys like the first time I heard Saul Williams, I wanted to quit writing. <laughs> right. But when I when I, I watched Slam, I was like <laughs> I'm done. Stop. I, Dude, you yeah, suck. You ain't shit. Why are you writing out? You're trash. Listen to this man. I thought it was, I was like, this guy is so incredible. Why are we even trying? Yeah, why are we even trying to be in the same world? You realize how much we suck when you listen to this man? You hear what he just said? How would he just put that together? Why? And I just sat up for it, really discouraged me. <laughs> I was equally inspired. You know, and equally discouraged. It was like, yeah, on one hand, like, wow, this is incredible. And they're like, man, you got to quit. You ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't never going to be that. No, you'll never be this guy. Why even do it? You know, and people can do that. I was early in my writing phase. Mm-hmm. Now I don't compare myself to this. I look at it like, yo, he's got his thing. I got mine. Right. Just because he's incredible at that don't mean it. He can't out rap me. Mm-hmm. He can't get him in no pocket like Blueprint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, his his right. voice ain't tighter than mine, though. He, his freestyle can't touch mine, though, can he? <laughs> his beats ain't, ain't more John Blaze than mine, though. You know, he, <laughs> he ain't got no funny joints. He don't make nobody smile, though. You know, <laughs> you know. after a while, you get to know your strengths. And when you know your strengths, you stop comparing yourself to people like that. You still think they're incredible, but you not stop thinking like, damn, his amazingness means that there's no place for me. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know. So that's number seven. And uh shit, what do we do with it? Four, five, six, seven? Uh shit. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> to all loyal listeners of the Super Duty Tough Work Podcast, our brand new t-shirt is here. We've had hoodies in the past, but never t-shirts. So we decided to bust out a brand new design for our first t-shirt, which is the most infamous design. The shirt pays homage to Mob Deep's debut album, The Infamous, but flips it and bounces it like y'all know we do. If you wanna support the podcast and rep the squad by ordering a shirt, go to waitlist.net. Quick note. This shirt is sold exclusively with pre-orders of the new book, The Social Media Cheat Code. So you can pick up the sign book and the t-shirt at the same time. That's it for now. We appreciate your support. Back to the show. Super Duty Tough Work. Back in the building. Here we go, folks. We got like four joints left. This week, we're giving y'all some productivity tips. How to become a more productive writer. Meaning you get more done. And, uh, you know, we got like seven down. We got four more bullet points. And this next one is wild important. And the next bullet point to become a more productive writer is to do it for you so important write for yourself first the the the, it's very easy to get caught up in what do people think Mm -hmm. what does the audience think and then you know as you become successful if you're fortunate enough to become successful and have a fan base you start thinking okay are the people who already gonna like me gonna like this Mm -hmm. can i hit them with a curveball should i be a little safer but 
If you start thinking about everybody else, will they like it? Is there a market for it? If you start getting that, you're never going to want to write. You're going to be paralyzed all the time, you know? And so over the years, one thing we've definitely noticed is that we're our, at our best when we do this shit, when we write for ourselves first. Mm-hmm. That's why the first few books I wrote had to be for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote about the shows. I wrote about the album. I wrote the book because those were for me. And it took the pressure off thinking about anybody else liking it. Cause it's like, yo, you got to write this book. Cause this is this catalogs is time or this history or this, this thing. And then after you know how to write for yourself, you've, cr- you've created your own voice. You know who you are. It becomes much easier to deal with outside influence, acceptance and things like that. Yeah. That's one of the things that's, been most important for me throughout my career is most of my music most of the things that I write I use my music as a therapeutic tool for myself so everything that I write is usually for me first if I think it's dope Mm -hmm. then you get to hear it you know (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) like I gotta like ain't nothing I ever put out was because oh the people gonna like this I don't really care for it but the people going you know like everything that I've ever put out on any level is because I like it. Yeah. And I did it for me. And if I like it, hopefully you'll like it. But the thing that's important is I dig it. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, that's the way you got to be. Because anything else is going to make you very unhappy, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand. And and that whole worried about people like it, is it good? When you start doing it for you, you do it whether people going to hear it or not. You do it whether you gonna share it or, or you don't give a shit. You do it for you. You start getting a different kind of joy out of it, mm-hmm. right? And I think because we did it for ourselves first and foremost, then it became like our immediate crew. Then the outside world might get to hear the shit. Right. But we've created so much music that's just either only we know or only our crew know about. We're not even tripping like that. Right. We'll make more of it. Maybe I'll share it with a logic. Maybe I won't. Mm-hmm. He'll make more shit. Maybe he'll share with me. Maybe he won't. When he's ready to share with the world, it'll have an album release date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But he'll be happy just doing it. You know, it goes to that whole fall in love with the process thing. That's what it means. The process is doing it for you. Not for nobody else. Because you got some shit to say. You got some shit to sort out, which writing helps you do. You know, writing for me, I write all kind of shit. You know, I'll be writing letters to people, not even sending them half the time. Mm. You know what I mean? Just because like, I just need to get this off my chest. It helps me get my thoughts together before I speak to somebody about something. You know, and uh, writing is, is is a blessing like that, man. So don't think that it's for everybody else just because it may eventually be for everybody else. Do it for you first. Mm-hmm. And then if and when you decide it's for everybody else, you'll feel more, you feel better about it because you know that you did it for the right reasons. Right. That's number eight. Number nine, productivity tip. And nobody going to tell you. Get off the Internet. Get your ass off the Internet. It's so important. Get off TikTok. Close your phone. Get off Instagram. Get off OnlyFans. <laughs> you might have hit somebody in the heart with that one. That was that one might. <laughs> I said it. I said, so what? Y'all heard me. I ain't taking it back. I ain't stuttered. Get off OnlyFans. <laughs> Get off Facebook. Stop scrolling on your phone. Mm-hmm. Shit, you can't become a good writer consuming a bunch of bullshit all the time. Mind on everything, everywhere the wind blow, your mind just, this is you. And you want to lock in and write some great shit. It ain't going to happen. Get off the fucking internet. If you can't get off the internet, find a way to automate your shit so you ain't got to be on there every day. Right. It's your responsibility. But if you call yourself a writer, you want to become a better writer, that shit is oil and water, man. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you might need to stay tapped into certain news sources to to be aware of certain events in your field. But that ain't the same as just endlessly scrolling all fucking night. Right. Staring at this shit. Bored, you know, fucking phone looking like it's grafted to your fucking hand. Get off of that. Get off to go outside. Be around some people. Sit down and write. Fuck off. Said it. I know you motherfuckers don't want to hear this shit. So what? Get mad at me this week. (laughs) Get off the internet. You want to be a better writer? Then get back on when you got some dope shit to share. You know. So yeah. People pissed off, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Bullet points. Yeah, somebody, somebody got hit with that one. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, <laughs> flying bass the ears. Yeah, that's what it is, man. That's number nine. Number ten. Productivity tip for being a better or a more productive writer is that everything isn't supposed to be shared. This goes back to doing it for you. Mm-hmm. Y'all would be surprised at the amount of writing that Elijah and I and other guys like have, have that we have no intentions of sharing with nobody. Right. It's just an exercise to us. It's self-expression. And that's okay. Sometimes people write things, whether it's writing songs and then when they put them out in the public sphere and it may be something personal and maybe it makes them look not good. Right. And they get mad at the backlash. But think about it. You didn't have to share that. No one told you that everything you put on paper got to be released to the public. Yeah. The belief that it does is very fucked up. Writing is for you. Some things you can share, but you need to learn how to filter the shit that you share so that you don't regret nothing that you put out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like you talked about before, like social media puts that pressure on everybody to, oh, I just did this. I got to share. I got to have, I haven't posted in 10 minutes. I got to share something, you know, and it's, it's stupid. Like take your time and make sure that, you know, what you're sharing stays on topic. (laughs) Yeah. It's on brand. You already know. G code shit, you know. G code shit. You know what I mean? Once y'all get the book, that will make more sense. Y'all y'all will understand that chapter right there. It's a whole chapter in the book we alluding to here. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's true, man. Like we write stuff and it it's okay. It's perfectly okay to to write a letter and not send it. To write a song and not record it. To write a rhyme and not say it. That doesn't make you a fucking shitty writer. It actually means that you have some Mm self-control, discipline, you know, some discernment to go through and be honest and objective with yourself about everything ain't for everybody. You know, I get to write it and that's cool for me, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's number 10. Last bullet point for all y'all is that good is relative. This kind of goes to the, the back to the thing we're talking about, Saul Williams, like. Just because Saul Williams is incredible to us doesn't mean that we're not good. Right. And that people don't think we're good. We are Saul Williams to somebody. <laughs> right. Right. That's a great way to look at it. You know, like the, the thing that people that we heard in him, somebody else heard that in us. And we could sit around beating ourselves up that we not Saul Williams, that we not James Baldwin. You know what I mean? Because when I read Baldwin, I'd be feeling inferior as fuck. Oh yeah, but old Langston poems, man. Yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> suck. <laughs> Should have make you feel inferior. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that we are we are Langston Hughes to somebody. Mm-hmm. We are Baldwin to somebody. We are Saul Williams to somebody. We go as hard as we can possibly go. It ain't like we putting out bullshit. We're just different. Good is relative. The person listening is has completely different expectations of you than they do someone else. The person reading your writing doesn't have the same expectations of you that they do of someone that you think is incredible. They don't. They're able to read your writing with a clear and objective mind. Mm-hmm. You're the only one tripping about not being Saul Williams. 
because you're not objective. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Good is relative. You can still be dope. You can Mm -hmm. still be incredible, and someone else can too. Yeah. You know, not a zero sum game, y'all. Facts. Yeah. So that's it. That is motherfucking it this week. That was number 11. And, uh, you know, let me read these back. These are productivity tips, you know, and I hope that these will help you become more productive writer. Uh, the number one is to call yourself a writer. Number two, being bad is a part of the process. Number three, later percentages. Number four, routine is more difficult than the writing. Number five, separate writing and editing. Number six, before or after the chaos. Right before or after the chaos. Number seven, set a goal that works for you. Number eight, do it for you. Number nine, get off the internet. (laughs) Number 10, everything isn't supposed to be shared. And number 11, good is relative. Man, these are kind of cool. I'm glad we did these episodes. Reminding me of certain shit. So these are productivity tips, how to become a more productive writer. And uh, I hope y'all got something out of this episode. If you want any of the platforms that have commenting, hit your boys back with some feedback. You know, we when we post about the episodes and clips, and videos, or YouTube comments, let us know if anything on this hits you. Let us know what your, your favorite bullet point was in the comments. And then we'll see y'all next week. Word. Peace. Peace. Listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, Super Duty Tough Work. (laughs) 